Welcome to the first episode of Waste and Wild podcast. Here we are. <laughs> here, we, here it is. It's been like a, what, two-year dream since like COVID? Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about it and uh-huh. we're finally doing it. Yeah, finally. Yeah, that's exciting. So the first topic that we have kind of planned out kind of in a whim is uh, important of God's word. Oh, absolutely. The Bible. Yeah, so there's foundations, and we know Maria is a lot more skilled on her uh, Bible knowledge than I am. <laughs> hey, we're growing together. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't know me, I am a Bible nerd of, at heart, so I'm always trying to make connections. There's so much foreshadowing in the Bible. It's insane. Like the English literature professors, if they would spend time in the Bible, they would see some pretty neat stuff. Mm. Like it's one story that leads to Jesus and we just see foreshadowing after foreshadowing. It's so much fun. Yeah. I The foreshadowing is probably my favorite part in the Bible. I mean, yeah, like it, past mentors explaining to me when I was just a middle school student and just at saying, hey, you know, there's there's this prophecy was fulfilled all the way back in the Old Testament. And then in this New Testament it talks about this, which is also mentioned back in here. And it just got me so excited about what it it could be what the bible is mm-hmm. and how important it is and it's just a it's just the tip of the spear when it comes to that like abraham and isaac and when abraham took isaac to the top of the mount and like he was about to sacrifice them have sacrificed isaac it's just a, a foreshadowing of what was to come and jesus was going to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sin mm-hmm. uh, there's just so many other little stories that are just little tidbits or clues as i like to call them along the way what what's like what's one that stands out to you oh for oh there's so much okay okay we just learned this in sunday school but samson right he's israel's last judge okay there's 12 of them which 12 stands for like the perfect amount of government and authority is 12 i didn't know that and samson mm. is the last judge of israel and if you know the story of samson he just messes up time and time again but what's interesting is he was the promised son just like Jesus, right? Hmm. An angel came and visited Samson's mom. An angel came and visited Mary, Jesus's mom. And both were set apart from birth. But we see this contrast when you you see this juxtaposition between Samson, failure after failure, but God still used his failure in the end. But Jesus was obedient unto death and, and still obedient to God. And even in suffering, followed through with what the Lord wanted him to do so that we may have restoration with God. Because mm, Samson that. was supposed awesome. to be the last judge. He was supposed to deliver Israel. Well, Jesus is the righteous judge. He's a true judge. Mm. Ah, my mind was blown. Interesting. Yeah, honestly, I... I um, never thought of that. Yeah, I... <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I'm so new at, at a lot of this. And so I just... Uh, I'm still... So the 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 shred is a uh, Bible plan where you go shred. through the Bible in 30 days. You go through it and you read the whole Bible in 30 days. It's insane. It's in it's, it's so much fun. It's though. craziness. Uh confession to you. Uh-oh. I have not finished it. Connor. <laughs> it was supposed to be in January. I gave you a sticker. I know you gave me a sticker for completing it, and I wrongfully took it, but I also created the stickers. I'm a creative director here at the church. <laughs> Therefore, I just you, get you know, I get the sticker. 
you know, where'd it's a you, cool sticker. I'm proud of it. I, so I'm still doing, I'm, I'm, I'm two days away from finishing. Okay. Okay. You're shred. close. You're but so close. I, it's also June. So it's six, six months, months later. I, you know, you could listen to it, right? I, I, that's what I've been doing. I haven't even read it. I've just been listening to it. I mean, that is technically reading it, but I, I suppose, but I did, you know, so confession anyway, judges, uh, that was like all the way back at the beginning when I, cause I, I kind of dropped off, but judges, I did not realize that judges was about judges. <laughs> I did oh. not know that it was about a, a, an actual judge. And not like, like Supreme Court justices. Not Get those. that image out of your head. <laughs> totally different. But that's kind of, the, <laughs> because you hear all these things, mm -hmm. all these, all these Bible, like the books of the Bible mm -hmm. and you and I mean, I don't, I don't know about what they are. I don't know anything in those Bibles. I'm, I'm kind of still new with it, and so yeah. I, I have no picture in my brain when people say Leviticus or Exodus or uh, anything, you know. So I, 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 so Judges was an interesting one because yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot that. It's yes, it is about Judges. In yeah. the Bible. is but it your favorite? One of them. Leviticus them. is up there. Okay, I Leviticus think... is all about holiness. Holy, okay, tell me more about that. I'll say that one for later. That could Later be time, okay. A whole, <laughs> that's fair. Lots to unpack there, I bet. There, oh, yeah. Let I think uh, my favorite is Job after after reading the entire, I mean, I'm two You're days away from, there. I'm almost there. But so far, Job, I mean, maybe you it might be Revelation, but I think Job is my favorite so far. It's a good story. And it, it's one it of the good. oldest one, oldest books in the Bible. Yeah. It's Job. I think, I think something so fascinating to me was that, was, um, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and uh, Job. Wisdom. The, the wisdom, wisdom series. Literature. Yeah, the wisdom. It, uh, um, it, it, like the uh, m my favorite verse as a kid. Like you're sitting in, you know, as, when you're a kid, you call it big church. You're sitting in big church with your mom and your dad, and you're like six, seven, eight, nine years old or whatever. And I open up the Bible and I found the verse. Meaningless. Meaningless. Says the teacher. Everything, Everything is, is meaningless. meaningless. And I found that verse and I'm like, and I'm giggling to myself. I'm like, hey, 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 this is my favorite verse. This is so funny because it says in the Bible, you know, meaningless, meaningless. Ha, ha everything's meaningless. That's so funny. And then just recently, just recently, years later, 10 plus years, 15 years later, right? 15 plus. I realized that it doesn't really, that, that I, I realized the context of that, yep. and that it's not meaningless. It's, it's more of a, um, a statement of uh, how would you describe it? More of a, an um, unexpected, like um, smoke, a, vapor, yeah, vapor, chaff, vapor. It's gone. You yeah. blow it. It's unexpected. It's, yeah. You know, everything is everything is unpredictable. Everything is vapor. Mm -hmm. You can't grasp it's it. Not, yeah, you can't hold on to it. Yeah, and I only just realized <laughs> what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> well, the word of the word of God is alive and active, and ten years later comes back <laughs> yeah absolutely it was active in my six-year-old yeah. heart <laughs> yeah the lord brought it back <laughs> now you know exactly but i love the bible because of all those connections and it's very diverse you know you have the wisdom literature you have the history which is like the kings the judges the chronicles mm. the samuel like those books yeah you got the wisdom which i think psalm could be considered part of that and then all the prophets and just mm. sad Israel was horrible. Yeah. Israel was so sad. Yeah. Okay. I'm going through Jeremiah right now. And man, what Israel did, and they just broke God's heart. And then the hope of Jesus, when we see the gospels mm. and how they expected someone different, but Jesus was 
not going to take over for the Romans. Mm-mm. Yeah. He brought, he was going to bring the kingdom of God. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. I, I think for a lot of people, I think Chronicles for me, I did not like Chronicles. It's, I realize it's importance. I realize it's importance. It, it, it's it's boring sometimes, you know, it can come off as well, boring. Especially for sure. after you read it with first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles, if you read them right after one another, it's the same story from a different perspective. Hmm. Yeah. It can be like, uh, yes. But yeah. if you space them out in your reading, should be good. Especially after, yeah, reading them or listening to them in the same day. Mm-hmm. It was like, is this repeating itself? I, I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But the Bible is so cool with just for the foreshadowing. And how it's just connecting everything together. Even though it's very diverse in its type of writings and the different genre. Like uh, Grandma Debbie will always say, the Bible is a library. I was like, oh, yeah, it is a library because of the different types. It's like walking through the history, mm. the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible and the law. And then yeah. the books of wisdom and the history. So, Or the epistles, which is a letter written by an apostle. Okay. And an epistle, I just learned this too, it's a very formal letter. That's why they call it an epistle because it's very structured and serious. Oh, as opposed to what? Just a normal letter. Just like, a normal letter. Okay. A letter can be about any topic, anything. Just shoot them out like, oh, I like yeah. flowers. No, like oh. an epistle is going to be very structured. And like Paul, when he writes them, there's a structure, man. That to, guy has a method to his madness. Yeah. Is there any, uh, like, is it is it a religious context to it? If it's an epistle, is there, does it have to be something... It has to have some religious context. I don't know. Or it's just structured. It's almost it's like just, writing in cursive and saying, dear so-and-so. No, it's just very formal, mm, like okay. a business proposal. It's serious. Oh. Uh, but what's interesting, most of the New Testament books are actually epistles. 21 out of the 27. 21 out of the 27. And most of them are written by Paul. Really? Paul was a busy guy. He's a busy guy. I mean, he was single, so. Well, and he was in prison most of the time. You got a lot of time for that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So that just gives a quick overview of just the different genres in the Bible. It is a library. It's all connected. It's very diverse, which makes it special. It makes it unique. But what's sad about it is not a lot of people spend time reading it. Mm, Like we have this at our fingertips. We're so blessed to have everything together. And in our language, people died to translate the Bible into the English language. We got John Wycliffe and many others. And I don't think we value it for what we have in the work that's gone into translating it. Yeah. So like there's a stat that so on average, people in the United States, they spend two hours and three minutes a day just on social media. So like the Instagram, the TikTok, the Facebook. But then on the other end of that, they spend four hours a day watching TV. Four hours. But yet most people don't even read the word of God because they say they're too busy, Mm. too busy scrolling, too busy TikToking. Like, that's so sad. I don't think we realize the history of how the Bible has come together. Mm-hmm. And it is alive and active. And if we don't believe that truth, we don't spend time in it. And yeah. thus, we have biblical illiteracy, which is rampant and just a mess. And students don't even know the word of God anymore. Mm. Or you give a kid a Bible and they look at it like it's a foreign object. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. Or you, or even in school, you try to tell a Bible story and they're like, "What's? I've never heard of Noah. Every ancient tradition talks about Noah, the Chinese, ancient Near East. There's this like mm-hmm. story of a big flood. Yeah, you got it. You got to understand the Bible to overlay that. Yeah, it's just sad. It's easy to it's easy to forget 
yeah, that it, it's it's hard to remember a time when I didn't know those stories. But mm. I know that there's people out there who don't know these stories, oh, and, and I know that it's super important to share these stories with them because there's a lot of value in, to them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think you're you're dead on. I think there's there's some of these stories that are foreign to people, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of this it it, it kind of blows my mind. Um, but it's also super humbling to realize that, yeah, like mm-hmm. these stories um, aren't super uh, accessible in this modern, like this technical age where every, an ad is getting shoved in front of them instead yeah. of, you know, you know. Well, we have it available on our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Like 50 years ago, grandma didn't have an app to pull up the Bible. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't think we realize how blessed blessed we are to have That's it. so true. Yeah. Every, have it ready to go. There is Every once in a while, I'll be... I'll be, I, I like having a physical Bible <laughs> because yes. uh, then I can put my phone somewhere else. But uh, when I'm on a trip or something and I, and I don't necessarily have my Bible. I don't want to get your Bible stolen. Or I don't want to get it True stolen. True story. True story. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, People no. People take things out of the church van and they take your Bible. So I don't oh. bring my Bible on trips anymore. It I is. Mean, it's a substitute Bible. It is. I mean, I would bring it so that people could steal it. <laughs> it is the right. most stolen book, apparently. Oh, really? That, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Oh, no. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I pray that person got saved that took my Bible and my glasses and my backpack and everything else. Oh, no. Rough. <laughs> rough. It was rough. But I hope it finds them well. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I, it's so easy when I'm reading a Bible verse on my phone or doing a Bible plan on like the YouVersion app. Mm. It's so easy to a little notification. Ding. Someone oh, liked your photo yeah. or whatever. And then you... You slide over to that other app and then you, and, and oftentimes I have a bad memory. I'll forget that I was even <laughs> reading, you know, oh, I was, I mean, I'll forget that I was doing that, that reading plan. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's the hard part with cell phones. Like it is a blessing, but it's also a curse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you got to be careful. Like, are you devoting this time or separating this time unto the Lord or are you like half brained <laughs> mm-hmm. or what's that called? Double-minded. I think that's the word. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah. like I've noticed when I do Bible plans on my phone, it's more of a checklist. Yeah. And it's like, I need to get this done. But if I'm in a paper Bible, I do better. I still have a paper checklist, but I take my time and meditate over it more. Mm, but I also see. it depends your schedule, who you are, what works best for you. That's true. Yeah, that's, that is true. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah, I, I know that people say, oh, we'll set some time aside to do it this time. But that doesn't work for everybody. I know that. Yeah. Um, so I know that you have a statistic here pulled up for the whole Bible in a year. Yeah. Well, someone didn't finish their shred, which I thought they shred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, so if someone spent 12 minutes a day reading the Bible, which is about three to four chapters, they're mm-hmm. going to finish it in a year. Which you take out social media, you take out the Duolingo, you take out TikTok for 15 minutes. We know everyone, well, most everyone will spend more than 15 minutes on social media a day. You can finish the Bible in the year. Yes, it's possible. You can do it. We believe in you. Uh, If you're really crazy uh, like me, uh, you can read the Bible in a month. It's insane, but it's absolutely worth it. We call it the shred. And that takes about two and a half hours a day. And we do it during January. There's really nothing happening in January. You're stuck inside anyway because it's snowy and icy and it's not fun to drive. Or maybe that's just me. But you can finish it in a month. And when you when you do do it, or if you do, you see those connections that come alive because you're, you're having this 50,000 foot view of the Bible. You're getting this aerial view in this really special way. And mm-hmm. you start seeing those connections. And you see the character of God. 
So that's really fun. But it's just it's just a sobering fact to think about how much we spend on social media versus how much we spend in the word of God. Hmm, yeah. Or if you're like me, you could read the Bible in six months if you read it in uh, if you read 25 minutes a day. So, hey, you're almost there. I'm almost there. Two more days, four more hours. Yeah. Four more hours, two more days. Easy. <laughs> it's easy. But what's fun is after you finish the shred, you're like, oh, yeah. I can do three chapters a day. It puts it yeah. in perspective real quick. Like I can do this. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll listen to the whole book of Job while I'm at work or whatever. Yeah, Put my headphones go. in, you know, that, that's, that's what I like doing. Yeah. So the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any two edged sword. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. And when we spend time with it in it, you know, God transforms us. And I believe that's what we're missing within the church. We're letting culture push us more than we're letting God's word transform us. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is we're not spending time in his word and having this foundation that's grounding us. We're not anchored. And that's why we're getting blown away yeah. when it comes to culture and everything else. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is alive and active. And I pray that you would instill in us a desire to spend time in it and be transformed by it, spending time with you and seeing your character and how you were so intentional with all of these connections, even it's in its diversity of, of how you put everything together and how it is one story that leads to you so that we may be in relationship with you. So we thank you. We thank you that we have this gift of your word. And I pray that we would use it and utilize it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for uh, listening with us and uh, joining us for this first episode. Um, they uh, they might start out a little messy and that's okay. <laughs> and we'll, they'll get better from here. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening to this uh, wild and Waste thanks for listening wild. to the Waste and Wild podcast. We'll get better at that as well. Um, yeah. See ya. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.